Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of 1 Peter. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. Or you may mail them to the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, here is Dr. Hill with today's lesson. Welcome to the Bible class. We are continuing in this session our study of the first epistle of Peter. We're in chapter 1, and we'll begin reading at verse 17. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead, and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. We know here from this scripture that God does not have a desire of one person or one type of person over another. He is not a God with respect of persons. He judges every man according to that man's work. And so, with that being the situation, we should be very careful as we journey here. And we do so with apprehension. Because we know that redemption is not of us, but of Christ. We're not redeemed with things such as silver and gold, things that are corruptible, things that will fade away. We know that our vain lifestyle, our worthless lifestyle, is from those who tell us how to live, from human beings. It's not by that that we're redeemed. It's not by the things of this world uh, that we can be redeemed. But it's with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And he's mentioned here uh, in the type or reflection as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Peter goes on to say that Christ was preordained or foreordained before the foundation of the world, before the beginning of time, but was shown to be for us in the last days just for us. He was available but was not presented for us until the proper time. Who by him do we believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, unto unfeigned love. That's love that is not hypocritical. It is absolutely true love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently, 
reminds me of John the Apostle and his writings. See that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. The products of salvation, as we mentioned in our last session, are hope, holiness, reverence, and love. And so we are to set our hope upon Jesus Christ. We are to be holy as he is holy. We are to have a reverence and awesome fear of Almighty God. And we're to be filled with love for God and love for the brethren. This exhortation in verse 17 uh, to have reverence or godly fear uh, is a basis um, based upon, I should say, uh, the relationship that we have with God the Father. We should have a motivation for living our lives in reverence to God because it is what we're taught. It's what the Bible teaches. Uh, we see, for as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Peter's pointing it out. The ones who are exhorted to live their lives in reverence, there in verse 17, are the ones who are exhorted to be holy in verses 14, 15, and 16. They are the redeemed ones, and the Greek word there means to be brought back from sin. We've been purchased with a price. The price, of course, of our redemption is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. The blood was essential. It was essential sacrificially uh, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Christ was perfect. It is precious blood that was essential, not only sacrificially, but eternally. It tells us who verily was foreordained. It was the Father's plan. It was the Father's idea before the very founding of the world, before the beginning of time. In eternity past, as we call it, it was indeed eternal. So we see it was sacrificially essential. It was eternally essential. It's also historically essential. It was made manifest in these last times. It's a reference to the incarnation of the God-man. That is, God coming in the flesh, that is, Jesus Christ, coming in the flesh. Now, when we look at the word vain, we see it as useless or worthless. And we know that our vain life, our worthless life, was the, was a lifestyle, if you will, was received from our traditions, verse 18. But it was the precious blood of Christ that saved us. It was our faith in that sacrifice of Christ on the cross at Calvary. 
And there in verse 23, it says, having been born again. It, it says in English, being born again, but the meaning there is having been born again refers to all believers having been regenerated by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God, which communicates his offer of salvation to all of mankind. So then our salvation rests from the human perspective upon our willing reception of the offer that God gives us through the willing sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 24, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flowers thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. The word of the Lord, the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the good news of salvation, the redemption news, endures forever. It's the word which by the gospel is preached unto all. When we think of the word redeem, we need to understand its meaning, and it means to purchase. To purchase from, to purchase back, to purchase uh, from um, someone who has the ability to sell it to you. It's to be bought back from sin. And that's what the, the Greek word, which is translated redemption, means. To be bought back from sin. When Christ died for our sins, he paid the price that was required by the demands of God's holiness. The price of redemption was the blood of Jesus Christ. And we see that in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Allow me to read it again. For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain, worthless conversation, lifestyle, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. One commentator put it this way, in explaining the redemption of the humankind by the grace and act of God, when it was explained by Paul to the Galatians, he used three different words that were applied to purchasing servants at the ancient slave market. The first term was a gozaro, meaning to purchase in the market. It's used to explain how Christ paid the redemption price of his blood. It was sufficient to purchase everyone sold under sin. Galatians 3.10, and later on we'll find in 2 Peter 2.1. Ekagarazo, meaning to purchase and take home, emphasized that Christians have been purchased out of the marketplace and are no longer for sale. In Galatians 3.13, then the third word, lutru, 
meaning to purchase and give freedom, emphasizes the liberty that belongs to a soul that's been redeemed by Almighty God. You find that in Galatians 4, 5. The Christian is encouraged to stand fast in the liberty to which he has been given. We find that in Galatians 5, 1 as well. We are to stand fast in our redemption and in the liberty of our redemption. Our being born anew or born again is of incorruptible seed, not of corruptible. Meaning, there is nothing in our redemption that is reflective of our ability or our goodness, or our need for, or our ability to receive in any fashion. It is not connected to us, it is offered to us, and we receive this free gift. It is not corruptible, but it's incorruptible. It's by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The Word of God never ends. And we know the Word of God never fails, meaning it never stops. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word, that ye may grow thereby, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord... Is gracious. It's important when we realize that our redemption, our salvation, is of the Lord. We should lay aside all malice, that means harboring ill will, all guile, that means speaking in ways to help ourselves while perhaps hurting others, and hypocrisies, not telling the truth or acting the truth at all times, and envies, meaning being concerned more about what others have than what we should be doing in the work of God, and all evil speakings. My, that takes it all in. We're to be very careful. So we're to lay all this aside if we are in Christ. And then we should be as newborn babes are. What do they desire? They desire sincere milk. And we, as newborn babes, spiritually desire the sincere milk of the Spirit, that is, the milk of the Word, that we may grow thereby. Our growth is in the taking in of the Word of God. Our growth comes from being fed the milk of the word. And later on we'll know that we can take the meat of the word as well. But we begin with the milk of the word, that we may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. There's a good taste to the word of God. And that taste is because Jesus Christ himself is gracious to us. Now, in the next few verses, we see this stone 
being a living stone that is Christ Jesus. It's a picture of Christ. In verses 4 through 8, we'll see the main view is that of being built up. Verse 4, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also as lively stones, that is a living stone, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable by God or to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief corner stone, elect, precious. And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. Even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Now, in this portion of First Peter chapter 2, we see that built up is the main theme, and that we are being built up. It's a main verb here, if you will. The choice of the word built shows that building is not haphazard, but it's according to an intelligent plan. Any building is brought to reality by a master craftsman, which sets forth the fact of our integration into the body of Christ, as we see there in verse 5. We are living stones. We're lively stones, it says, living stones, built up a spiritual house. We're a holy priesthood. We're built up as a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. These spiritual sacrifices are not uh, bulls and goats, but are spiritual, not physical, not material, not uh, part of the terrestrial, but are eternal. We are to be spiritually minded. And so, the overall design is that of a spiritual house, which describes the nature of the body of Christ. It's a house in which God dwells. The materials used to build this house is figuratively presented as living stones. Christ is also described as a living stone, a worked stone, a precious stone that is living. This stone was disallowed by Israel, but acceptable, that is, elect and precious, to Almighty God. And so we see here the scripture that is mentioned is Isaiah 28:16 Behold I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone elect precious and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded This is the chief and precious cornerstone that is Christ Jesus, and he's presented here as the most important 
living stone in the building. It's important beyond my ability to help you understand. It is important for us to know that the head of the corner was disallowed by the Jews. He was rejected. He became a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. However, he is the chief cornerstone, elect and precious. And notice the promise that he, that is he or she, that's you, if you believe, that's me if I believe, he that believeth on him, that is on Christ, shall not be confounded, shall not be confused. Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible Class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, whcbradio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's whcbradio.org. If you prefer to use the Postal Service, our address is The Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. That's The Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible class program, we are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve Him.